frogs, flowers, and insects, oh my. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. When I was in middle school, I had my first taste of the desert southwest with its vast stretches of sagebrush for as far as the eye could see. Canyons, mountains, and cacti dotted the dusty landscape. Later, I got to see the far west when I lived in the foothills of the Sierra Nevada mountains in California for a year, and then in the Tetons in Wyoming for another. Each one of these places was an incredible dive into the diversity and splendor of the unabridged wilds of the North American continent. But there were always certain pockets where I felt most at home. A spring in Texas's Big Bend National Park, where birds and insects darted among ferns and moss in the otherwise parched landscape. Another spring in the Grovant Mountains of Wyoming, where thick carpets of moss and sorrel cascaded over rocks, causing the creek to appear and disappear as if by magic. The tea-colored rivulets in Westquaddy Head did the same. So while my heart is tugged in a thousand directions towards all things nature, it is the draw of these deep, dark, mossy wildernesses that sing like a homing beacon in my heart. At this time of year, one lovely little plant is in bloom in these areas, making them all that much more magical. Goldthread. Goldthread is a diminutive member of the buttercup family that is primarily at home in moist, mossy woodlands. The leaves are somewhat like that of a clover in that they are comprised of three leaflets, but the similarity ends there. The evergreen leaves have a toothed margin and their color is deep glossy green. The star-shaped flowers of gold thread emerge from a single stem held slightly above the leaves. Each flower displays five to seven pure white petals encircling a clump of yellow stamens. The name gold thread comes from one decidedly unique trait. If the curious naturalist carefully paws away the moss and duff in which the plant grows, they will see a single golden yellow root extending down into the soil. This root is the source of a powerful bitter. Famous wild epicure Yule Gibbons describes the root of gold thread as furnishing one of the purest, clearest, cleanest tasting bitters to be found in all of nature with no nauseating properties and not a hint of astringency. The bitters produced from the roots of gold thread have a long history of stimulating the appetite of convalescing individuals and as a mouthwash to treat cankers. But beyond that, bitterness is an essential dimension of flavor in foods. It is bitterness that gives beer its clean palate, it's what gives tea its depth, and then of course without bitterness, where would the moxie be in moxie? Bitterness in foods is like saltiness and spiciness. Too much and the food is rendered inedible. Not enough, and the food is utterly pallid and charmless. But a word of caution to those of you who might be lacing up your bean boots and grabbing your favorite knapsack to head outdoors on a gold-thread foraging adventure. This is an incredibly small and slow-growing plant with an even more incredibly thin, tiny root. When our buddy Yule talks about using a teaspoon of the dried root or a couple ounces of the fresh stuff, he is talking about what might be harvested from hundreds of these wild plants. Unlike picking blueberries or harvesting a chanterelle, taking the root from a gold thread plant kills it. So perhaps we leave this purest of bitters alone and instead look to the bittering of dandelions, hops, or gentian to enliven our appetites and our foods. This weekend, you could head to the deepest, darkest mossy woods in search of this wonderful little plant and its fabulous little flowers. 
Rather than dig the little plants up, you might instead lie down in the soft mossy hummocks next to one and stare lovingly at its unabashed beauty. You could even close your eyes and see if perhaps a bed of moss makes a better napping spot than your bed at home. After all, what better way to spend a warm spring day than napping in a mossy glen? You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology.